Seattle AIDS show. Oh, I'm excited for this. I'm excited to get into this. Yeah, uh, so we'll do be like uh, 75 analytics, 75 percent oh, analytics. Man, it's gonna go. This is going for another three hours or so. Um, 30, 30th episode's gone 30 hours. Uh, let's start with awards then. Um, we'll do theirs first. Uh, what What do you want to do? Start. Let's go champs and then work our way up to MVP. Build some of that. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. We, we some we, of that suspense. We gotta do we the West covered. first. Uh, we'll do. Let's do awards. I, oh, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Let's do, let's, let's do the West first. All right. Uh, our 15th was Houston. Um, yeah, I think, and you're welcome to disagree. I think this is going to be a fun team to watch and that will be it. That will be their only selling point. They have DJ Augustine playing giant minutes for them. And that is a, that's a red flag to me. Um, I, how old is he? Like 34. I feel like he's been in the league for like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Ever. Oh, he's 33. So he's 33 turning 34. But uh this is one of the worst rosters that I've ever seen. Um, just like I like the young guys that they have a lot. Uh Jalen Green is I was very strongly considering him for rookie of the year. Um, didn't end up going that way, but he was in like my top three. Alperin Shangun's a beast. I've talked enough about him though. Um outside of them kyle porter jr christian wood like they have individually fun guys but the team part will not come around for a while and it's not supposed to yeah i i i just think that they they still have these remnants from like the the past rockets teams too like eric gordon and uh, daniel house and those guys just are, are not as good as they used to be um mainly because of just injuries like both players have wrecked up so many injuries throughout their career um but uh i think if they could get off the eric gordon contract you know and, and get something back i mean he, he could be a player that could be serviceable to another team um but yeah no i i just there's not much outside of jalen green and they don't have john they're not gonna have john wall at all so um yeah i don't know there's not really much to look forward to I will say though, I did really enjoy watching Jalen Green play. He only finished with oh, nine yeah. points, but you could see it. Um, you could definitely. He he's quick, man. He yeah. is quick. He he's my rookie of the year. I just I think his ability to you know just create off the dribble and um, his shot making ability. Um, he's there's just so much more advanced. Like those skills are just so much more advanced than some of the other prospects that came out of the draft. Um, and I think that's just going to be evident right off the bat, kind of what we saw with uh, Anthony Edwards towards the end of the season last year, even though, I mean, Edwards got off to like a super inefficient start. Um, he played, he played so well down the stretch as a, as a scorer and just being so explosive. I think we could see something like that with Jalen green, except maybe for the whole year, because yeah. he, I don't, I don't think he has some of those mechanical things to work out that uh anthony edwards had to had to work on at the beginning of last season yeah i mean he he seems like he's definitely at a kind of better starting point i think the ceiling on him is going to be higher as well um this rockets backcourt i i've been saying this for a while i'm going to watch so many rocket games and they're going to be like top three most fun teams to watch for me yeah (laughs) but they're also going to be probably the worst team that i watched the entire year Uh, oh yeah we were split between okc and houston for the worst one that leads us to 14th oklahoma city um, 
I'm just happy it's the last year OKC is going to be doing this shit so intensely. Um, it's rough. It is very rough. Uh, I still love Pokushevsky. I I'm not expecting anything out of him, though, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> Giddy looked solid. Uh, Giddy's going to be playing a lot of really really large minutes for us too. Hoping that he plays more on the ball. Um, Terrence Mann was really good off of the bench for us. Uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl has been. He was solid too, but that's that's just kind of what he does. He's just a solid bench role player. Um, not much, though, with this team. Uh, anything higher than the 14 seed, honestly, is a disaster in the grand scheme of things. Um, we all agreed they were either 15th or 14th. Uh, I leaned on the higher end of that because they have Shea Gilgis-Alexander, so they at least have one like solid player who would start on most teams in the NBA, whereas with the Rockets, I don't. I don't know if that dude exists. Um, right. So OKC is our uh, our 14 here. Anything to add to that? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I just feel like, and you, you'd probably agree with this, they're just, there are just so many project players on this team, and it's just so hard to really um, look and see, like, oh, yeah, this guy's going to be an impact player. This guy's going to be an impact player, especially when you're looking at, like, Darius Baisley or Isaiah Roby or Theo Maladon. Like, all these guys are, like, you know they're they're still working on a lot of aspects of their game and yeah. it's and, you know and, and it's you know maybe one of those guys becomes a impact player this season but it's it's definitely far from a guarantee and so it's just kind of you know it's, i think it's still you know wait and see if the thunder i think that you know they've acquired a ton of picks a, a ton of future assets um and and you know that's they're going to keep doing that <laughs> yeah i think really i think next year is the year that they really start executing on some of those picks too um right great center class coming up and that's definitely going to be the spot that we end up looking Derek favors is our starting center right now it's not a it ain't uh it ain't the prettiest um it's cool though too because they're developing guys on the fly you can tell like i was complaining that giddy was playing off ball earlier um that's by design though uh they're wanting to develop guys to be more complete players versus what they're already good at, whether or not that works. I'm not sure, but I kind of fuck with the vision. Um, <laughs> all right, next up 13th, the San Antonio Spurs. I will say for as much as we kind of hyped up some of the Spurs individual players, I was a little surprised to see them this low. I have them as my 13 seed as well, but I was expecting that someone might have them, you know, sitting as a playoff team or something like that, because like we talked very, very highly about a lot of these, uh, a lot of these different Spurs guys before, um, you know, Derek White, uh, Keldon Johnson, like we, we've talked very, very highly about these guys, but it's just not a, it's not a good team. I, that's kind of the consensus that we've reached. I, I think, you know, last year, um, going into the season, I honestly thought they were going to be a playoff team just because I, I liked, the, like you said, all the young players you just named, I, I, I liked them all. I liked Dewante Murray. I liked all those guys. And especially when they still had DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge, it felt like that those were good enough veterans to kind of push them along to make, you know, at least maybe, you know, be a threat in the plan. Um, or like a lower as a lower seed and it just never came to fruition um i mean lonnie walker was getting way too many minutes <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but i mean and the thing is is that i mean he's st he's still going to get minutes 
Um, and, and they just don't have the depth that, that I feel like is necessary for a lot of other teams. And they just don't even really have those like all-stars, the former all-stars as, as much as they used to getting Thaddeus young was a good kind of acquisition to get in that DeMar DeRozan trade, but he has basically the, the problem with him is that he has basically no long-term value. So it's, he's going to be shipped off to a contender the first time somebody gives a substantial offer for him. Uh, and I just, everybody else on this team, it just sort of feels like, uh, like, it, it, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's just another year where I feel like the Spurs are just going to continue to wait and see what they have with this crop of young guys that they've drafted. And then just, you know, see what happens next year until they feel like they can really make an investment on some significant players, whether it be on the international market or, uh, um, you know, in free agency in general. I think my big issue with them is they're uh, to me, I, they strike me as like a, some of their parts type team. So it's, they're going to be looking for contributions kind of one through 12 and those contributions one through 12, one's going to be way closer to 12 for my liking, you know, right. um, they had, I want to say seven guys in double figures last night. That's really good, but that's not, that ain't sustainable. Um, especially for some of the talent that this team has. So Baishu is the best player on the Spurs team, whoever it may be on any given night, isn't quite far enough away from the worst player and also isn't, wouldn't be the best player on a lot of teams. Um, so it's, it's a low ceiling team for me. Um, I do think that there's a shot that they could maybe jump a team that absolutely implodes could be the Pelicans or something like that. Um, but it's hard for me to kind of see the ceiling with the team this year. I think next year, definitely higher hopes for them, especially as these guys continue to develop, but not quite there yet. And it's, it's a lot of, it's, it's all role players essentially. And I'm not sure how well that's going to end up working for them. Right. Yeah. And, and, it, and the other thing is like, not to keep going on the Spurs mm-hmm. because we got to keep moving, but yeah, <laughs> Devonte Murray has just not, he, it's been expected that he's going to take a big step forward and he just hasn't yet. And he's still been really solid, but I think that's, that's the thing about a lot of this team. It's just like, uh, just solid, not solid, great. solid, not great. Exactly. I think that's a great way to sum up the Spurs. Uh, our 12 seed is the Sacramento Kings. Um, very happy to see that they're kind of where they are. I think there's a shot that they could leapfrog into playoff contention. Um, especially if one of the teams, I, I think that they end up finishing a few games back probably, but, uh, the Kings are the 12 seed for us. Um, you had him as the 12 seed on the dot. I had him as the 13 seed. So right around the, uh, right around the same, uh, or I had him as the, uh, sorry, you had him as the 13. I had him as the 11. So right, right around, uh, right around the same here. Uh, kind of similar thing with me. I think De'Aaron Fox is a stud, but there's just, it's hard for me to see where this team's going. Um, there's no real clear direction there. And, they still have Buddy Heald, uh, and he just—I I don't know. It's—it's it's a weird, weird team to me. Yeah, it, this kind of feels like, uh, um, I don't know. It—it it, it, this just—it—it it just feels like a team where nobody wants to really be there. Um, Everybody's—it's just a—it's just a very kind of okay. We're going to show up to work and play kind of roster. 
but yet they are still talented enough to beat some of the best teams in the, in, you know, in the West. Like was, they beat the, the Blazers last night on an off night with Dame. Uh, and, you know, that was, uh, you know, very surprising um, because Portland's a very tough place to go on the road and play. Yet, I mean, that, that, that win doesn't really um, give me a ton of confidence that they're going to replicate that because, um, like you said, all, this team just really has not very much upside on it anymore. I mean, outside of Darren Fox, who, you know, is kind of a, a fringe all-star, I would say he, I mean, he, he could probably make a few all-star, a couple all-star games in his career. So, uh, but outside of that, um, you know, Halliburton's a really intriguing player for me. I picked him to be the sixth man of the year. Um, I just, I think he, like he, was somebody who I thought was kind of robbed from the rookie of the year conversation last year, just because of how good uh, LaMelo and Anthony Edwards played. Um, and I think he's a player that's just going to keep make, you know, keep making an impact um, on, on this team. Um, but outside of that, uh, I mean, they have to figure out something with Marvin Bagley and Buddy Heald because both of those players have openly criticized the organization and just um, the whole uh system of how their you know contracts and they have been handled um so uh, and I, I feel like they have to get some long-term value for those guys because on their bench you know you can't you can't have guys like tristan thompson and mo harkless and expect you know as a rebuilding team because like none of those guys don't provide you any future value they're just yeah. placeholders yeah i agree i think the one of the things that might keep Halliburton out of six man of the year is just the fact that he, I think he's going to start for right. I, a I, lot I, of the, the kind of two guard sets uh, that they're going to like to run there. Um, especially if Heald gets traded, then oh, he's, yeah. he's going to be the starter. Yeah. So that one's i uh, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that they do turn the corner though. Cause I do like a lot of the pieces that they have. They just don't quite have that. I think they're still a year or two away from, serious contention uh with or without Bagley and Heald I think those guys will be gone but I think they have there's a solid foundation here they just absolutely need to hit on another pick essentially yeah because they ain't gonna get free agents um Harrison Barnes is about the best type of free agent that you'll get um so yeah we'll uh we'll see Rashawn Holmes is a stud too by the way oh yeah Uh, next up 11th uh Minnesota Timberwolves I am way higher on this team than I thought it would be initially. Uh, I am hopeful this is finally the year that we get to see Minnesota in the playoffs. The plan, I don't think, actually counts as playoffs. I think we came to that determination last year. But yeah, uh, yeah. I want Minnesota to break the streak very badly, and I really, really like this team. Anthony Edwards is an absolute stud, and I'm so happy to see kind of how he was able to develop through last season and whether or not they do swing a trade for let's say Ben Simmons or a larger guy. I think that there's a ton of solid, solid guys in that Minnesota uh, locker room. Finally, that they might actually be able to, to accomplish something at this point. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, it, I, I was surprised to kind of, you know, coming to this conclusion that they could be a playing team um, I really feel like that the duo of Towns and Russell um, has been productive offensively. 
you know, they just have missed that third gear. And I think Anthony Edwards adds that. And also having Malik Beasley in the starting lineup is such a good, that was such a good addition when they got him. Um, and I, I really like Jaden McDaniels as a prospect. I think he's been a really productive player for that team. Getting Beverly, like they, like they, they just have a lot of really, so, some really solid defenders to come off the bench. They have Beverly, Reed, Okogi, uh, Jared Vanderbilt, it's like all those guys, I feel like are going to be able to come in, provide good defense, and you know, not necessarily be a completely useless. Um, you know, I feel like that's the problem that they've had. That they've they've just had players that have just not been able to contribute, not been able to really provide efficient scoring. Um, so I think that's the one main concern is really is like, do they have enough depth to really contend in the Western Conference? Um, because I mean, their starting five I think is really solid, and you know, if if they get into some close games uh, with some good teams, they 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 could definitely pull out some some wins. I think that could lead them into the play-in for sure. Yeah, and I think you know it's going to be interesting to see who that uh, fifth starter is for them. A lot of nights, um, or even fourth and fifth starter. I'm going to see who they started for night one. But you have, I think, a Kogi started night one, but it could end up being you know they had McDaniel's and Okogi in the starting lineup. They could start Torian Prince and Jared Vanderbilt if they wanted to, or Malik Beasley in the starting lineup with Vanderbilt. There's a lot of different plug and play guys that they could do just strictly based on matchups. I think Nazri too. I have very, very high hopes for him this season. Um, oh yeah. As the backup to cat uh, really hoping he's able to kind of continue to put things together and give them some sort of contribution off the bench as a, if nothing else is a hustle big. Um, oh, yeah. He's a very solid rotational player for sure. Yeah. Uh, 10th, we have the New Orleans Pelicans here. A lot of variation here. You had them as the eight seed, and we all had them as the 12 seed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a little let's, let's, let's hear your side here about uh, why you have the Pelicans as the eight seed. Yeah. I've always been a little bit higher on uh, the Pelicans as an organization uh, than most people. Last year, um, if Schultz were here, he could vouch vouch for this. I said that they would be a top four team in the West, and that prediction absolutely uh, was pie on my face. Um, <laughs> I just think that you know, with the, I thought the uh, the veteran additions that they made last year really would catapult this would, would catapult that team. It did not work out at all. All those guys are now gone. Basically, the team is really young. Um, but I still like the foundation of this roster. Ingram and Zion are both two amazing young, uh, young players. Um, and, you know, getting bound Shunis, I felt like was a, a, a nice acquisition. Um, I was surprised that he left Memphis, to be honest, um, or at least was traded from Memphis. Um, and then retaining Josh Hart was huge because he was a player I thought was going to leave. Um like Lonzo. Um, and so being able to keep him was phenomenal. Um, Devonte Graham, I think he will thrive on this team, uh, being a natural scorer. Uh, I think with the Hornets, I think they're just, there are way too many ball handlers, way too many people who wanted the ball. And I think that kind of really affected his efficiency on that team. And I think he'll be way more efficient on here, uh, being trusted as a, as a scorer and a ball handler. Um, but I also think he really works well with Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who I also think is a, a, 
uh, candidate for most improved player this season. Having watched him last night against the Sixers, he had so many different elements of his game that he was that he you know that he was developing. Um, he's his three point shot was very efficient. Um, he, he was so good at terms of just helping out other players on the team in terms of assists and rebounds. He was involved in so many different aspects. He's a player I'm really looking forward to, and especially with Kira Lewis. I think that their young, like their young depth is, is really going to shine this year. And that was the part of about last year's team that was not happening. They had, they were really struggling in terms of just getting everybody on the same page and people like Bledsoe and JJ Redick and Steven Adams being so inefficient, dragged them down. I don't think they're going to have that problem this year, especially when Zion comes back from his injury. I think they will be a very fun team. I, I expect them to, to, um, to make the plan. I think if Zion's healthy, this is solidly an eight seed. Um, my issue is I don't think he is going to be healthy this year. Um, some of the weight concerns, I don't know whether or not they're actually warranted, but there are the weight concerns out there as well that he's closer to 300 pounds at this point. If he can play, then I don't really care. But that combined with a foot injury is not, it's not the best. Um, but I do like a lot of the pieces. I, I love the Alexander Walker shout too for most improved player. Um, I have to agree with that. Uh, could be a could be a good pick there for that award. We'll we'll have more on those in, in a tiny bit here. Number nine, we have the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, of course, the Grizzlies just recently signed Jaron Jackson Jr. to a I want to say ninety million dollar extension somewhere in those in that range. And on top of that too, they had a. Uh, they have a lot of protections worked in that contract too. In the case that he does get injured again, which they could get all the money back at, at some point with, uh, with those conditions. Um, it's a descending contract as well. So it'll be 28 million for uh, next season, which is rather large because when they have a lot of their guys coming off of the books, they'll be able to resign them for little to no money. Uh, real quick on the Pelicans too. I love how, uh, they keep signing centers to extensions before they even play a minute for them. Uh, yeah. They did it again with Valanciunas. I think Valanciunas is way better than Steven Adams, but uh, pretty funny how they continue to do that when it almost always has been blowing up in the first. Anyways, uh, <laughs> on to the Grizzlies here. Uh, I have high hopes for this team. Uh, we all had them as the ninth seed. But to me, though, that is kind of high hopes for what the Grizzlies can be. I like the idea of them a lot more than I like what I think they'll be able to accomplish this year. It's going to be the same core of players around for a while. I believe they're due to lose Kyle Anderson and one other player this off season, but they're bringing back a lot of the same guys. I think Jaron Jackson, I'm really expecting to take a giant step forward this season. Um, You bring in Steven Adams, who is like, a Memphis center like that. He is made for that. Um, and yeah, you're, like I said, you're bringing back a lot of, a lot of the same guys from last season's team that made the uh, playing game. Plus Zaire Williams, hopefully is going to be able to contribute at some point. He played 17 minutes last night. So there's going to be space for him to play. Um, and we all had him as the ninth seed. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think this team is, um, a way better version of what we were talking about with the Spurs. You know, I think that they have, a, they have a lot, uh, except 
all their they have so much more upside on their team. Yes. And and, and so it's especially on, on their bench. Um, you know, and I think they should be they should be solid against a lot of opponents. But um, you know, outside of John Morant um and Jaron Jackson, um, you know, I I I I just uh I, I do feel like the roster is lacking of some of some some true other scorers. Um, I think they're they're just a very efficient kind of well coached, well very systematic team. And John Morant adds just so much explosiveness towards them when he can. Um, but I think a key for him is if he can improve defensively, that'll be a big thing because I think that's been the biggest flaw of his game is his defense. Um, it's just, it, just because of his size and athleticism, you know, I think he kind of struggles guarding against some other guards in the West, but, uh, I think, uh, that's something that he can, um, fix and work on, um, because he is such a talented scorer and, um, person on the fast break and offensively. Um, uh, I, I think the, I think the Grizzlies will be a fun team, but I just, uh, I'm waiting for them to make them like a big move. I think, I think that they're, you know, I think they're prepa- They're definitely preparing to, to make a big acquisition for somebody at some point to pair with John Morant. Um, I think it's just a matter of, uh, I think they might, they might be waiting um, until they sign him to the Supermax extension. So they have a better idea of, uh, you know, how to move their, what other assets and pieces that they have on their team. Um, but they are definitely building a good core. Yeah, and they'll have they have a lot of that framework too lined up so that when they do eventually make that decision to do that, they'll be fine to be able to do so. Um, this one, this next one's an interesting one. We have Portland as our eight seed. Um, you have them as your five seed, and the rest of us have eight or seven. So, uh, why are you so excited for the Portland Trailblazers this season? Not sure if excited's the right word. Why are yeah. you so high on them? I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, uh, I really like Dame. Obviously, phenomenal player could be an MVP candidate. Um, and uh, I think that getting getting um, Larry Nance was honestly a huge acquisition for that team. They needed better rebounding. They needed better size. And uh, I think he's just going to help them get get second chance opportunities because. This was a team that I that I that with you know with they they always they have always struggled without Nurkic on the floor and whenever he's gone in foul trouble they cannot rebound that's always been a huge problem with them, uh, and so I think with getting Nance that having that second starting caliber big is just gonna is gonna help them so much, especially off especially on the offensive side. Um, I think defensively, you know, having Norman Powell and Covington be good, like three and D guys, I think that those, you know, that helps, um, you know, have Dame and CJ focus on what they're, what they do best, which is scoring. Um, and they can just be, you know, around um, and, you know, kind of helping out doing other, other things because they're, because Norman Powell and Covington are so athletic. Um, and I think in, on the other on the bottom of their lineup, you know, a Nerfie Simons has kind of developed into a, a decent uh, scoring option off the bench. Ben McElmore has always been, you know, ever since he went to Houston has really developed his three point game a lot. Um, 
And so I think they just have some, some solid pieces and Dame is such a good player that I think he can, is worthy enough of bringing a team to a fifth seed. And we've seen, we've seen it from them before. We've seen it and we have seen it before. Exactly. That's, uh, that's kind of what I was going to say. I'm a little lower on them just because of kind of the other pieces on the roster. I think the other teams too, that I have being better than them are going to, there's going to be a size, a semi sizable gap. Um, I see their, I will say though, I'll give you this. I do see their kind of ceiling as being a fifth seed in the West as it's currently constructed. Um, but in order for that to happen, I think things would need to play right ahead of them versus them doing it themselves. You know what I mean? Um, right. I would need some teams to fall off. So like, for example, this next team, uh, the Lakers, I have them as my two seed. Uh, <laughs> you guys, you have them as a 10 seed. And then we have uh, Schultz has them as a seven and Kylie has them as an eight. I just kind of want to talk about why I'm thinking two seed. I hope this blows up in my face because I'm tired of them. Um, but it takes a while for these veteran type teams to come together, especially when you have the coaching staff like they do. I love Russell Westbrook. I really do. It is going to take a minute for it to stop looking ugly for them. And I'm hopeful that in that, in that time, they're able to at least hover around 500 before going on that giant run in the second half of the year. Um, But overall I am, I'm pretty high on this team. I think that, they have a lot of solid bench options this year. Uh, they just, it's LeBron, it's Anthony Davis. And then you're, you add Russell Westbrook into the mix and he'll be good to take the ball out of LeBron's hands and give him some rest while LeBron is on the court too, which he really hasn't. It's been like Rondo doing that, which just doesn't work nearly as well. So that's, that's why I, why I'm high on him. I do totally understand though, why people do not like this team. I am much more of an optimist than I probably should be on them because of the existence of Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I am probably on the the way, 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 way lower <laughs> end of the spectrum when it comes to this team. Uh, I just think it's and it's really honestly, it's not. I'm not a Westbrook hater. Um, you know, when he was on the Rockets and the Thunder, I've always really respected him and his game. Um, but I, you know, I, I think as I, as I saw with the Rockets, how his game, his game is, it's become to the, it's come to the point where the shooting problems have, have they've become too, they've become too drastic yep. and um, they've started to really affect uh, the other parts of his game, like his passing and his rebounding and just his ability to affect so many other areas of the game um that you know I, I just am not sure that he can go back to that mvp type level I agree. anymore i think he's and a solid I, I think he's a solid starter and i think acquire, acquiring him especially with with his con that contract has kind of it's very much capped the depth on this team yep. and so they can't add it they don't really ha- like they can't really trade you know, any more future, I mean, they don't really own any picks until 2025, yeah. I think. And so that's a, like, and that's a problem if you're going to want to be a team that's, you know, going to trade those picks, especially after LeBron and AD eventually, you know, want to leave, you know, I think that's the era area of time where you're like, you can't give up those picks. Those are going to be 
incredibly valuable selections unless you unless you feel like you have to win the title this year. Um, and so it just kind of looking at the, the rest of the roster, I mean, we know how good LeBron is. We know how good Anthony Davis is. I just feel like how do, I, they just have so many sort of kind of replacement level options. And it's not, it's, there's certainly no Taylor Horton Tucker, I feel like is a, is a, is a good defender. Kendrick Nunn has done some really good things offensively. Wayne Ellington's a good three-point shooter. You know, Ken Bazemore has still shown that he can do a lot of things, especially last year on the Warriors. But it's just like, I mean, Carmelo is getting so many minutes and it's just yeah. like, he's a player that I just feel like, as like he he like for 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 as much that as good as he provides from a scoring aspect, it's just like he, he he's such a liability on defense, and, and they have so many other players like that, like Malik Monk and Rondo's become less of an impact player at this point of it in his career, even though he helped them out so much in the playoffs during the bubble. Um, I just think that, and, and even DeAndre Jordan, you know, former Defensive Player of the Year. You know, he, he's coming off the bench, but he's basically just a body at this point. Yeah. Like he, it's like he like then the, there's a reason why the Nets were so anxious to offload that contract. <laughs> um, so it, it's just sort of like I I think the, this, the team that the reason why I felt like the Lakers were so good previously and why they won the title was because of their defense and how good their defense was and how that created um fast break opportunities that really that you know because their their half court offense has never really been that great under frank vogel just hasn't been and has not really been that efficient and they've just have managed to win games by clamping down teams you know put having lebron and ad on the fast break and i think you know they kind of thought that well this is the identity of our team then we got to get somebody like russell westbrook that will make us lethal on that side but I think the problem is, is that their defenses, the, the, the their defensive past two years was the best in the NBA. Now I don't even know if it's um, average. It might be b- below average. <laughs> like, yeah. But, and, and so I think it's that like they're going to be a team. They're they're going to be playing in a lot of high scoring games, um, you know, because of that. Um, and I just hope that you know because of how the age and this the overall um, way this roster is is built, it concerns me. very much yeah i think you know when you compare it to the team like the clippers i think the lakers do have the higher ceiling but the clippers worst case scenario is a hell of a lot better than the lakers worst case scenario um so i'm taking the lakers best case scenario here in this case which i think is a two seed that might even be a little bit too high in retrospect um whereas you know you look at a team like the clippers i think they're Best case this season. By the way, uh, this is the segue into the next pick. We had the Clippers as our six seed. Uh, the highest, Kylie put him at the five. Lowest, uh, I had him as a seven. Schultz had him as a seven. You had him as a six. I think we're all kind of in alignment here that without Kawhi, this is a solid team still, top to bottom. But I ex- I don't expect anything really out of them. Uh, kind of outside of regular season performance i'm not expecting them to go into a playoff series and make a team sweat necessarily um but i i I am expecting a solid amount of wins out of this squad more so than i think i would have thought if you told me you know if you would ask me this question last season when Kawhi got hurt it's like hey Kawhi's out all next year i've been like oh they're screwed they're gonna miss the playoffs um 
But now that I've kind of had time to digest it and look at the pieces that they do have, I think that overall, this is still, this is still, it's a solid team. Yeah. Um, I completely agree. You know, I think that as like they showed in the playoffs last year without Kawhi, that they're, you know, they're very capable of, uh, of beating and taking advantage of uh, um, some of the better team's weaknesses. Um, and I think Ty Lu has really proven with this roster that he can coach in the NBA. And there are a lot of people that had questions about him as a head coach. Um, but I think he really did such a good job in that series against the Jazz, figuring out how to take advantage of the spacing um, with that, with that, uh, the spacing problems with that, with that jazz defense. Um, and I think uh, he's the kind, he's the kind of coach that can help break, you know, manage this team and make the postseason. Um, the biggest thing though, is that um, they can't lose Paul George. And that's, I mean, yeah. obvious, you know, this team, they, they just have a very um, fine line when it comes to injuries, uh, you know, which I think, kind of, you know, definitely caps their upside as far as the regular season is concerned. Um, and it, it really is, a, it really all depends is if they make the postseason, like there, there's so much, there's so much of a lack of clarity with this Kawhi situation. You know, it's like, maybe they would have a chance to win the title. It's really hard to say, you know, yeah. it's, if they, if they, if they make the playoffs, it, it, it pretty much depends on what happens with that situation. But if the, if if um, but you know they're going to be a thorn in a, a lot of people's sides this season because they're just a well coached, very balanced team. Deep too, like and deep, yeah. They're deep in like this. The, obviously, if they lose Paul George, there's a significant drop off. But I could realistic like it's like last year's playoff team where they could go 12 deep every single night. It's it's pretty similar to that this season. But you add in some of the younger guys, uh, Brandon Boston Jr. Of course is on that team now, uh, Keon Johnson as well. Those are your end of the bench guys. Uh, Justice Winslow's there. They, there's this, I can comfortably say that they have 11 guys that I would be comfortable playing even before those two guys that I just named. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to watch. They of course play their first game here in about two and a half hours, five seed for us, Dallas Mavericks, another one, not a lot of variance with this. Uh, you had them as the four seed. I had them as the six seed. Uh, Kylie had him as the six Schultz had him as the five. Uh, I think expectations are semi high for this team. Um, Luke is a beast. I think that we all kind of know that we don't need to hark on that too much. Um, and I guess the kind of question is what's the difference between this year's team and last year's team in your eyes? You know, to be honest, really, not much. Um, there's really like Reggie Bullock, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I think uh, I think they're gonna be they're gonna be solid. You know, I I I have always liked this team. Luca adds just so much upside to any team. You know, and I think especially with how this team can get going offensively, you know, if they can just keep that consistent, you know, that then they can be. A, any team in the NBA. So what, um, what do you think, what do you think the ceiling is on this team then? Cause they finished as they had the, they were the five seed last year as well. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, I've always, I have thought that they have always could be, they always can be a contender, but it is really the big thing is Porzingis. 
And, yep. you know, and that's, oh, it has been the, the talking point about this team. The last two times they've missed the playoffs, you know, is that they just need to get more out of him. They need him. Uh, he, he's been, he, he, it was such a big investment for that team. And um, even though they acquired him basically for not that much, I think, it, you know, if you're look, if you're New York, and you're looking now it's like all the cap space that they freed you're up happy yeah happy with that you know especially with getting julius randall you know it's it's it that trade has looked a lot less bad in retrospect you know um and i think uh it's just basically because porzingis has just not been the same player but it doesn't mean i don't think i, I you know it's like he's shown flashes of returning to that it's just a matter of how good his conditioning is. Can he stay healthy? You know, he, he, uh, um, he has the ability to really impact an NBA roster. Um, so he just has to, you know, improve. And I think the these... other question too, is like, does he give a shit at any given time? Yeah. And I, I think they're he, major I, effort things at times. I, I, I agree with that. Definitely. And, you know, and it's, if there's a, spe- there are especially points where last year in the series against the Clippers, because he wasn't, being efficient like he was basically just a like a a moving wall like you know it's and that and that's the problem is like he can't be that like he has to be able to post up he has to be able to be involved in the offense be able to make be able to make shots because he basically was just he he was playing like an off the ball guard yeah and, and and that's just not the kind of player he can be he needs to be able to be physical get down low, especially defensively. That's a part of his game that's been missing, you know, being able to be such a good shot blocker, you know, uh, especially on the pick and roll. Um, he's missed a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, I hope this, I don't think this will be the year for them, but I do think it's coming within the next year or two. I was really hopeful that they'd be able to go out and get one of those point guards. It's still possible that they do around the trade deadline if they're in it, but, uh, We'll, uh, we'll see. This next team, the Warriors, I'm very, very happy that there's the amount of variance with this team that I thought that there would be. We have them as the four. Kylie has them as the three seed. I have them as the five. Schultz has them as the four. You have them as the seven. I believe their over-under for wins is beneath 500 for the season. Uh, Warriors, okay, never mind. They're at 47 and a half. This must have just... Uh, yeah, 47 and a half is their win-loss. Um, if this were last year, 47 and a half would put them at last year, of course, being a shortened season, uh, 47 and a half would put them right around here at the four seed. Uh, so assume, I don't know, what is that? Six or seven, right around where you got them, I think in a full length season. Uh, but yeah, Golden State, I'm personally, I think if this team is able to tread water at least long enough while Clay is out and they get like 50% of Clay Thompson back, I think they're a legitimate title contender. Uh, it's a, deeper than expected team for a lot of people. I think their lost year essentially of playing younger guys in positions that they weren't comfortable with uh, really is going to pay dividends this year. Jordan Poole was incredible. Absolutely incredible that first game. Um, And while Steph can give you all these points here or there, I think this is just a solidly constructed roster that could, it has enough star power to me to go to the distance this season. Yeah, I um, this is a has been a tough team to peg this ever since you know they have lost Kevin Durant, 
Um, and I think now is that we're finally starting to see, you know, kind of like the end of last season, we, we've seen this team finally start to gel together. They've added some nice other pieces like Otto Porter Jr. And, um, to kind of help gel together the rest of the roster. Uh, and I'm excited for when Wiseman and Clyde come back for sure. Um, but there is still the possibility that they're not as impactful as they need to be right away. So I, it, th- I just, I really don't know. Um, I really don't know what to think about this team in terms of the long-term outlook as in like winning a title, but I, um, I definitely think that they uh, can be a threat for sure. If all the pieces are working together, but I think it's definitely going to take some time. And if it's not this year, it definitely will be next year. Um, I think it's, I think they're, they're not afraid to play the long-term plan with this roster because I think they know that Steph can be still an impact player for a few more seasons. He's just that good of a scorer. Um, and, you know, they've, we've seen that they can beat some of the best teams in the league when he's having an off night. Now he didn't really yeah. play all that great against the Lakers and they still won the game. And they could have won considerably if he had played better, and they would have won by a lot if they would have yeah. played in James like that. that, that. It, it was cool watching them too because the ball movement was back. Like it yes. was back to the old Warriors basketball. If the ball is constantly hopping. It's like the old Spurs ball on steroids. Um, ball is hopping. You're getting open looks for someone. Now whether or not those looks were falling, whole different story. Uh, but it was it was a return. It was a return to normal here, uh, and I was absolutely thrilled to uh to see that um here pause real quick just yeah. like on the recording uh yeah. i um i think i need to go do something real quick so do you do you, should we just speed run to the next three and then you can do the awards yeah yeah let's right. do that okay yeah I, I, I mean uh, there isn't yeah there's my, my dog is making a lot of commotion downstairs oh, I, I gotta go take care of her <laughs> all right uh we'll be quick on these all right yeah all right, so three, two, third seed, second seed, and first seed. Not much uh, discussion necessary for these. Uh, we were in pretty much in unanimous agreement, or at least with us two. Uh, Nuggets are our three seed. To me, it's essentially the same team as last year. The Murray loss hurts, but it's they're they're deep enough that I don't think it's going to matter too much. And hey, like someone on their team won MVP last year. I think we kind of need to bring that up again. Oh yeah. Like I, I love Jokic and I think honestly he's going to win MVP again this season. Um, he's just, so, he, he, he just does so much for the nuggets. Um, and he plays so many minutes too every night and he doesn't take breaks. I think that's just going to you know, be such an advantage over some of the other candidates for the award, just because it's, it, you know, when you, when you look at his stats at the end of the year, he's just going to outwork everybody. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's, it's, he's kind of like Derek Henry in a way, uh, because it's just sort of like, it doesn't make any sense how this guy is so consistent every night. He just is, and he's amazing and he does everything so well. Um, his game is so polished. And I, you know, honestly, I really like the Nuggets this year. Um, I probably would be a lot higher on them in terms of the seating if uh, Jamal Murray were healthy. Uh, but um, I love this roster. Michael Porter Jr. adds a ton for me. 
Um, and I think getting Jeff Green, you know, just helps this bench that was already great to begin with. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a, like I said, it's a deep team that returns a lot of guys, even with the big injury. And, you know, that leads also into the Suns here. Uh, there are two seed with the Jazz, of course, being the one seed. I think a lot of the conversations here between the Jazz and the Suns are pretty much, and even the Nuggets in a lot of the cases, it's the same. These were successful teams last year bringing back guys not much regression is expected really with any of these guys maybe chris paul um but these are just solid teams that managed to keep the whole gang together essentially and uh and bring everyone back so just as a recap that is uh the suns is our two seed and the jazz as our one seed yeah um I uh, I think the I think the Suns and the I think the Suns and the Jazz you know are are going to be just as good as they were last year. Uh, I I expect uh, I expect Utah to figure out um, some of their their flaws from last year's postseason, but I think their roster is just as good. I mean, getting getting Rudy Gay, getting Hassan Whiteside, Eric Pascal, those are just some low key you know solid additions to their bench. Um, you know, help provide a lot of uh, defensive versatility, um, which is what this team really needs, um, especially with, you know, get, being becoming ha- having a lineup, a small lineup that is still an elite defensive lineup that can counter counteract some of the stuff that the Clippers were doing against them in the postseason. I think Jerry Butler, too, is a real potential key piece for them too if he can put together anything near what we kind of the expectations that we put onto him then that's just the rich get richer here in this situation uh with the jazz um and with the suns uh you know i i i really feel like um that this is just it's just like last year getting like in kind of with the jazz like getting somebody like shamit Another score off the bench will really help this team because that's kind of what they needed in the finals. They relied way too much on Devin Booker, and I, that kind of took away the, the overall efficiency of the offense. Um, but there's no reason to believe that this team should not be back to where they were uh, last season. Agreed. Uh, all right. I am now all alone. Uh, everyone left me, but we still got to finish this out. We got a word picks. Uh, no idea if this is going to be split up into multiple pods or not, but if it is, great. You made it to the end almost. Uh, light is at the end of the tunnel. So awards, we had everyone pick champs. Uh, Schultz already talked about the Bucks. I've already talked about the Nets. Seattle talked about the Sixers. Uh, Kylie picked the Suns. Uh, rookie of the year, we got two Jalen Greens with uh, Schultz in Seattle. I picked Scotty Barnes, and then Kylie picked Duarte. Uh, I really like Scotty Burns here. I think he's got the potential to put up some of the best counting stats of any of the rookies. Um, it's just going to be an issue of if people can't score on his team, then the assists are going to go down and that's going to hurt things. I think Jalen Green, though, if I had to pick another, it would be Jalen Green. Defensive player of the year, two Giannis's for Schultz in Seattle. Uh, I pick Rudy Gobert and Kylie picked Miles Turner. I feel like he's done this for like four or five years in a row. Um, but yeah, Miles Turner is his pick. Most improved player. I'm a little disappointed we can't talk about these, but uh, we'll get into them eventually uh, once everyone's back. Schultz has Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, of course, he's coming off of that giant contract extension, and they are hoping that he is a most improved player candidate. Uh, 
Seattle has Lou Dort of the Thunder. I personally do not see it as I don't think the Thunder are going to be a good team. Therefore, his stats are absolutely going to suffer from that. Uh, I have Tyler Hero. I'm expecting a bounce back year from him playing closer to what he played his rookie year. Um, he's going to need to come up big for that Heat team too if they want to reach their potential. And then Kylie has Tyrese Halliburton. I think Halliburton's a solid, solid player. I've loved him ever since he was a freshman in college. Uh, very, very solid assist to turnover ratio was always the selling point with him, and that's really translated into the league here. And he can he can have a big season here for the Kings. That would be huge for them. Sixth man of the year. These are pretty interesting picks. Uh, Schultz has Patty Mills. Of course, we've hyped up Patty pretty much at the start of the pod. Um, he was really, really solid for the Nets the other night and figures to continue to do so. Uh, another uh, shout out to Tyrese Halliburton. Seattle has Halliburton as most improved player or a sixth man of the year. I think the only thing that prevents that is the amount of minutes that he plays as a starter. Uh, Kylie has Tyler Hero. Uh, like I just typed up Tyler Hero. If he bounces back, then that team is going to, they need him to bounce back essentially. I have Derek Rose. I'm expecting him to be really, really a key contributor for this New York Knicks team. I think his off the bench scoring is going to be really important, especially given the amount of other scores that they now have on the team, especially with like not only the development of the younger guys, but bringing in like Evan Fournier. It's going to allow someone like Derek Rose to really be able to thrive and have some of the pressure taken off of him, which he'll be able to put his foot on the gas and still succeed that way. Coach of the year, uh, Kylie and Seattle have, or sorry, not Kylie. Kylie would never pick Nate McMillan, but uh, Seattle and Schultz have Nate McMillan. I have Ime Udoka of the Celtics. I am very high on the Celtics team, and if they finish as a three seed, I see no reason why it wouldn't be him. And then Kylie has Monty Williams, of course, the Suns coach. He kind of got robbed, but uh, that's what it is. Finally, for MVPs, Schultz has Luka Doncic. Seattle has Nikola Jokic. Kylie has Giannis, and I have Jason Tatum. Um, I was thinking about picking KD, but I wanted to be special and pick Jason Tatum. This is probably going to end up looking a little better than the Cody Bellinger MVP pick, even though he's tearing it up in the playoffs. But uh, it ain't looking good. And so that's kind of, I leave you with the Jason Tatum pick. That is how you know we actually made these picks before any of the uh, game started because there's no shot you would pick Jason Tatum after watching that first game. He looked horrible. He looked absolutely horrible. So we don't lie to you here. Uh, we tell it like it is. And Jason Tatum's my MVP pick. With that, I leave you. Uh, congratulations. If there's anyone still out there, you made it to the end. Um, that's a wrap. Uh, we'll see you guys sometime next week for a recap of it all. We'll have a World Series matchup coming up too. And uh, yeah, that's it. Peace.